0: And welcome to the Ideal Nutrition Podcast. I am Leah Heigl and I'm here with my co-host Aidan Muir. And today we will be exploring the question, are high protein diets bad for your kidneys? You may have come across the statement, high protein diets stress the kidney. The theory often is that having too much protein can cause waste buildup in your blood and your kidneys may not be able to remove all this extra waste product therefore creating too much stress on those organs and damaging them. This is kind of a silly argument when we think about it because when we think about exercise that stresses the heart but it doesn't necessarily mean that exercise itself is bad for you. Um, So instead of looking at it like that we're just going to go a little bit deeper and explain what the outcomes are of high protein diets and why this isn't the case
1: so we're going to start with the easy one which is the evidence on people with healthy kidneys so based on that above that example you kind of talked about being like stress etc does this lead to downsides like Clearly, if protein was bad for kidneys, we should see that if you get a bunch of people with healthy kidneys, you give them a high protein intake, you should see a decline in their kidney function over time. Research on this topic is mixed if you look at individual studies, but when you look at it as a whole, it is incredibly largely in favor of no issues of high protein intake if you have healthy kidneys. That is the clear consensus of the evidence-based community and often what we find. I'm going to try and look at this from a balanced perspective and be like, I'm going to look at both sides of the coin. So there is, I'm going to use a negative example to start off with. There's a 2020 review titled "The Effects of High-Protein Diets on Kidney Health and Longevity," and they found, using their words, high protein, high dietary protein intake can cause intraglomerular hypertension, which may result in kidney hyperfiltration, glomerular injury, and protein urea They also reported that quality of protein might matter with plant-based protein being less frequently linked with kidney function decline than animal protein in observational studies. Um, The negative example did rely a fair bit on observational data and acknowledge it in a conclusion. Like once again, we are talking here, so observational data versus randomized control trials Mm -hmm. and everything like that. It's hard to draw pretty strong conclusions from observational data. Going at it from a different angle, positive example, which I believe is far more reflective of the research, a 2018 systematic review looking at 28 studies found that there was no change in kidney function over time based on whether people had low, moderate, or high protein intake. Pretty clear sign that if there is any any impact at all, it can't be large Mm -hmm. at most. Then I just want to chuck in there rather than just being like, hey, it's fine, no issues. (laughs) I, um, (laughs) I wanted to chuck in an interesting individual study. Um, Jose Antonio has done a lot of crazy high-protein studies. One of the ones he's most famous for is he did one that I believe is 4.4 grams per kilogram of body weight protein per day. I've mentioned on the podcast before, but if this is your first time hearing it, just to you choose a simple number, if somebody was 100 kilos, that's 440 grams of protein. Mm. It is absurdly high. It's very high. Um, and I see some people citing that being like, he did this and kidney function was fine. And I've I've read the study and like, they didn't measure kidney function in that. They just didn't notice any issues. They weren't actually measuring kidney function. But an interesting individual study I wanted to mention was one of his other studies where they did measure kidney function. So they got 14 lifters to have one year of consuming 2.5 to 3.2 grams per kilogram of body weight protein. And they found no harmful effects on kidney function. One year is a long time to do a kind of controlled study like that. But the, the numbers that like protein intake of 2.5 to 3.2 grams per kilogram is quite high. Like that is quite high. And my kind of not overly hot take is that like, I think you should consume enough. If you're, if you care about lifting, you should consume enough protein to maximize muscle growth and probably just not go crazy high above that. Mm-hmm. So like that range would be like 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram body weight protein, unless you're exceptionally lean. Um, but these numbers are significantly higher than that and were still very safe. They couldn't find any, any decline of kidney function.
0: Yeah, awesome. And from the perspective of looking at how we measure kidney function um, and why there is some nuance even around that, in regards to protein and uh, resistance training and taking creatine. Um, so creatinine levels is something you get tested through through a blood test, um, and it is used to estimate GFR, which gives us an idea of how well the kidneys are functioning. GFR can be raised above the healthy reference range by simply taking creatine having a high protein diet and by doing a lot of training where there is a lot of protein breakdown. So creatinine itself is a waste product. And uh, by taking, you know, creatine, having a high protein diet where we're breaking down that protein and we're training, like there is going to be excess of this waste product. Um, So we often see in athletes and, and people that are doing these things that their creatinine levels actually are elevated. But that's, that in isolation is definitely not usually a definitive sign that there is an issue with kidney function. So something else that we can look at is uh, something called cystatin, which is a better marker in this case. Because when we have kidneys that are working just fine, um, but our creatinine levels are raised due to the previous things that we discussed, creatine, high protein, training, etc. The cystatin levels will actually be normal, so it's just another way of looking at GFR and, and kidney function, and is more reflective of that in this case.
1: Yeah, and that's super useful because, like, we work with a lot of athletes who are just like sending it in training. Yeah, and if they get a blood test at pretty much any random interval, like they're going to see elevations in creatinine, which is going to skew totally. the kidney function markers based on that. Um, and a way around that is to have a week off training like and it can take a full week and or more in some cases Mm. stop taking creatine for up to like 30 days to return to baseline levels um lower your protein and it's just like less appealing than just measuring cystatin c (laughs)
0: and just just check that see if there's an um like a bigger issue at play um but typically there's not like in in a lot of my athletes their blood tests will really often come back with high or elevated creatinine levels
1: yeah and now we're going to talk about a really nuanced topic. And this is what about people with poorly functioning kidneys? And this topic is probably a little bit more important than you would think. Cause like once again, going back to Evan space community, I see so many people talking about this concept of like, when you have healthy kidneys, it's completely fine. Once people are over the age of 60, almost everybody has chronic kidney disease, like at, at least stage three, mm-hmm. Their EGFR typically has dropped below 60 at that stage. Most doctors don't like, I don't say this in a negative way. They don't, they just often won't really talk much about it because it's like everybody over a certain age, pretty much has that. It's just a decline that naturally occurs as we age. And it's like, well, is that healthy kidneys anymore? Is this protein thing we're talking about still relevant? So I think we we need Mm -hmm. to spend a moment talking about this topic. So good point. And this will also be relevant to anybody who does have kidney issues as well. So, what about people with poorly functioning kidneys? So, there's clinical practice guidelines from 2020 that really cover the nutrition on this well. And like I've used historically some practice guidelines around this with certain clients. The current guidelines or the 2020 ones encourage reducing protein intake down to 0.6 grams per kilogram for people who have stage three to five chronic kidney disease and don't have any other health concerns such as diabetes. So that's below an EGFR of 60 on a blood test. So, once again, it's quite relevant to a lot of people. There was a previous one, which I preferred a little bit more, which was like in in an older guidelines, I assume around 2016 or something like that, where they said, maybe 2015, but they said one gram per kilogram of ideal body weight, which I don't really like the ideal body weight measure, but it basically would mean if somebody had like way more muscle mass, then at least it would give them... Slightly more protein because zero point six grams per kilogram for somebody who is sixty kilos versus somebody who's one hundred and twenty kilos, like
0: very different. It's very
1: different, yeah. Um, if diabetes is present, then the clinical guidelines recommend zero point eight grams per kilogram, and it is individualized for other cases. Um, so, as I said, stage three is below sixty, stage four is below thirty. Um, the logic here is that if the kidneys are functioning pro- properly, or sorry, poorly their ability to clear these waste products is reduced and if these waste products build up they can impair kidney function further which could lead to a larger rate of decline this is an incredibly hard area for us to interpret research in but the people who have written these guidelines have also had research supporting this showing a delay in the rate of decline when people go to lower protein intakes and that's the thing you mentioned at the start Leah, where you said Let's focus on outcomes, not just the mechanisms. Yeah. Because they could say that mechanism all they like, but if we don't see like a decrease and decline and everything like that, then how much does it really matter? But the other thing that makes this nuance is it's still not that clear cut. Even though we see some of that stuff, there is a great example of this. Is there was a 2022 study from Korea with nearly 4,000 participants where they got people with stage three to five chronic kidney disease. And they didn't find any association between protein intake and mortality so people who were just gone about their large consuming high protein intake and everything like that were not dying earlier obviously that mortality measurement isn't a perfect tool like just stating the obvious but the reason i still put that out there is because it kind of shows it's not a clear-cut situation where it's like yeah. higher protein intake means this will happen quicker and this will like it's it's clearly like a nuanced area and another thing, just stating another kind of obvious point is that if the lower protein intake thing is relevant, it probably becomes way more relevant in stage four and five than it does in stage three, because you can put two and two together. I think you'll probably talk about this a bit later, but like two and two together being like, if I've just said that everybody over the age of 60 pretty much has stage three chronic kidney disease. Mm shouldn't that mean that lower protein intakes would be better for people over the age of 60 for overall health, longevity, et cetera, Which is et not what we see. Which is not what we see.
0: Yeah. And I think that leads perfectly into our last section of this podcast. And that's really talking about the downsides of going too low protein. So particularly looking at like older populations, but just in general, going too low in protein can contribute to malnutrition and an increased rate of just general decline. So like you said, like we don't want people just over the age of 60 because they've got this slightly decreased kidney function, we don't wanna go, okay, just don't eat much protein because Mm. we know in terms of outcomes, Mortality and just general rates of decline, like that's all going to be worse if the protein intake is really low. If anything, we need our elderly populations to be eating more protein than what Mm. they're currently doing. Um, So, looking at people with diabetes, there is a recommendation um, of a slightly higher protein intake. because we know that if people have high blood glucose levels and their insulin resistance isn't well managed, that can speed up the rate of kidney decline. So going slightly, slightly lower carb and higher protein is kind of the general recommendation here where if high protein intakes were one, I guess, the main causes of kidney decline, or if it was a really big deal, we wouldn't have that recommendation. Mm. So even in that regard, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: So as a bit of a clear cut type of summary with people who have healthy kidneys, there's clearly no issue with protein intake. Like that's, that's pretty, pretty clear cut as kidney function declines. It just becomes nuanced. Like there is a bit of evidence that kidney decline could occur a little bit quicker with quite a high protein intake. These guidelines, they don't come from nowhere. There's some very smart people who've written them. They've interpreted the research, put it all together and everything like that. But I As I said, I think it matters far more in the later stages than in the earlier stages because just going back to that concept of over the age of 60, we see so many benefits of people increasing their protein intake. Um, With other factors as well, with like early stages of chronic kidney disease, like I recall reading those like 2015, 2016 guidelines and there was no nutrition recommendations until people hit that kind of stage three um, Mm. chronic kidney disease. And in that stage from those previous guidelines, I recall that like protein intake that was the first time protein intake had any like introduction being like maybe we should manage that stuff when we hit stage 3 but when you hit stage 4 stage 5 then they're looking at let's limit potassium intake let's yes. limit sodium intake because the kidneys have declined so far that even those things are going to play a bit of a role in terms of like how much excess waste there is etc so once again we see heaps of benefits of people over the age of 60 increasing their protein mm-hmm. intake And if this was like dramatically speeding up the rate of kidney decline, like I don't think we'd be seeing those benefits.
0: Excellent. This has been episode 112 of the Ideal Nutrition Podcast. A lot of people have left reviews lately, but we'd always love more positive reviews. Um, So if you could do that, that would be amazing. Uh, But otherwise, thanks for tuning in.